good early morning. It's November 10th, 2021. I'm Robert Booth of 3oaks1.com. That's 3oaks spelled out, numeral 1.com. And uh, today I just want to do my commentary. I, I do a daily commentary reflecting spiritual values sometimes alternative medicine since the mainstream medicine's really good but sometimes you end up in some of those complications or side effects that usually are milder when you use natural medicine the results usually aren't quite as profound but the side effects less and who wants to get thrown into a disorder because of an illness when when an easier gentler method can can produce you know healthy results if there's a chance people will go to alternative medicine that's what I'm practicing a lot like Jesus did you know they distort that for you really well in the industrialized church today and I kind of give you a backhand there but because you know I'm Christian but I'm not I'm not Christian because it's Roman Christianity I, I, I can't I'm not gonna just let you fool me and feed me something that works for you not for for the Lord first and deceiving others is not normally the practice that I like to partake um, half the ministry is based on lies or deception or wickedness and, and I'm just not going to go to the place and, and learn to, to perform the same thing that you're preaching against Unless, unless there's some scheme that I'm informed of going on that, you know, us parents or, or us leaders are going to deceive the crowds and, and have them follow what we're saying, you know, that would be fine if, if we thought that was going to work, you know, and the adults or the leaders was going to deceive the others. But it's data days, they call it, on the internet, you know, the networking on the internet and people sharing data. You're not going to keep us so many secrets. So I don't really see, you know, the adulterization of certain things. You know, we're going to, we're going to just deceive the whole group and keep this under the, under our hats, you know. So I don't really believe that you even need, you know, Jesus to die on the cross to save you. So that's one of the main themes that, yay, we've got salvation. And I can't rejoice in what is really a diversion of, of what what logically, and you say, oh, logic wouldn't have anything to do with it. That's not true. Sometimes logic applies, and a lot of times in mystical mystical findings you know mystical occurrences you can still find some rationality even though it's mystical the way it works out total you can still find you know some rational mystical ways in it you know principles 
So when when I lay down rational thinking, I don't lay it down in the sense that there won't be any. You know, that mystically happens and here's why, you know. And, and a lot of times mystical stuff can be explained so in a way that you can comprehend how that mystery works. So today's church is, you know, ritualistic. Ritualistic in the sense that, you know, we go to church. Well, okay. You, your family regularly attends the social event, uh, a service provided by the church system to give respects to God on Sunday morning, you know, whatever day of the week, whether it's Wednesday afternoon or what have you, the, the respect service there's given, but you've got this law, the Lord's law that, that Martin Luther stood up to the Catholic church upon noting the selling of indulgences where they were actually fees listed that you could give to the church and receive an indulgence from the church that you've able you're able to commit this sin or this this law breaking in the in the laws that God has given to his people you could break that without state prosecution like the Jewish tribe had laws that superseded or went beyond what the Republic of Rome had as far as laws when they infiltrated the Jewish territory they laid down Roman law which left room for the Jewish law to still go on so the the tribal law was God's law and indulgences were being sold. You could do this, you could do that, and and the state of the tribe, in comparison, wouldn't wouldn't come and do these things denoted or prescribed by God in the law. This one has to be killed. This one has to be exiled. This one has to be stoned to death. You know, there's there's things that go on that you could buy for a you know, dollar and a quarter, dollar and 75, you were not going to be uh, stoned to death, exiled, or, you know, or crucified or anything that was prescribed in the law for the Jewish order to follow religiously. That was religious law. You know, they did it daily. Uh, the tribe followed it and it offered governance. You know, that was religious law that God had told the people, God that created all the profound, everything we know about, had told the people, this is my law, and you keep it in a covenant with me, and I'll give you this, and, I'll, and you'll always have that in, a, in an agreement that if you'll do these laws. So now we don't have those laws at all. Now... The leaders of Christianity have led the overall function of the church to a mere service that is provided that 10% of your annual income out of a crowd of 60, 100, and 300 people sitting there, you know, this is a fair display. Uh, they're sitting there giving 10% of, of 20 and 40 and $90,000 a year 
to this pastor to hold this service and and there's no law there's no structure or legal and as far as what the Romans were selling that Martin Luther offered reprimand for in, in his reformation of the church that they weren't using the church for what it was set up for they were getting money using these religious laws and he was going to stop that so he said you know that ain't right like Christ come talking about this ain't what it was given to you for you know don't do it like that so now We've completely what they refer to as circumvented. We have circumvented the law to where you go down and you celebrate forgiveness. You celebrate forgiveness to those laws in one big indulgence. It's kind of like Jesus gave indulgence to the law. In other words, instead of paying the Catholic Church a dollar twenty-five seventy-five to avoid any state or tribal prosecution. Now the church is getting one fee, 10% of everything this man gets and that man gets a woman. And 10% you get every Sunday or what have you to celebrate forgiveness through Jesus, which is one big indulgence being sold. You're getting 10% to tell the crowd you're now forgiven for these laws. Have a nice Sunday. And everybody goes back to, you know, the lifestyles that you witness across states of America, whatever going on in the world. Two thirds of the United States of America is what you experience when you go through your daily life. You know, the products you buy, the, 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 the services you receive, all coming from Christianity, that the problems in your household, the divorce rates, the children on drugs, the gambling, etc., coming from Christian homes. That this indulgence in these laws, this one-time fee, ten percent, covers the same that the church was getting one twenty-five, one seventy-five per indulgence bought from the church prior to committing the offense you had in in the bag what it took to get out of any prosecution. So now you already got that in the bag, just like Martin Luther, reform preacher, taught against, you know, you're not doing what you're supposed to with the church. It was to give order, a social order where love and connections with other tribal members could be honorary and orderly. And, 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 And God gave those to the tribe so we're not talking about all the books and things that have been scratched up about what Jesus taught about God and how you know the Jew was in a relationship with Job Adonai and Jesus came and supposedly talked to Judas about another God that that he wasn't under the the Jewish God there's going to be a point of interest in future talks but We do need to recognize this indulgence issue that nowadays the church has taken 10% of everything in the audience for everybody to receive indulgence. There's no legal system. My other complaint as uh, who I have proclaimed on 3oaks1.com that I am Messiah bloodline and I have the cane marks 
there's no use to have cold feet and be shy about it. I have an X in the middle of my hand, which is rare. 3% of the world have it. I have an M surrounding that X, which is also unique. And I'd have to completely list what X and M has to do with, but a great leader. And uh, I have the cane birthmarks where cane was marked on my right arm, right near my hand and on the back of my head, red, like the Rosicrucian symbol has the red in it. The Merovingian kings, four of them had a red birthmark on their back of their chest. And, and the Rosicrucian symbol, the red cross, the red rose in the middle of the cross is representing that blood uh, mark that's coming from the Masionic bloodline that came from Cain in the Garden of Eden said to have been impregnated by Lord, quote, unquote, Lord Lucifer. And, and later, uh, Seth, replacement of, of Cain after he was uh, rejected from the Garden of Eden and marked his birth mark on his right arm and his fore and on his head. To identify him as he was kicked out into the world so I have those birthmarks and I have the palmistry and my name is Robert Edward Booth 666 September 23rd and I'm 55 years old I'm old enough to be president so I think you have to be 60 so anyway um, I'm from English bloodlines uh, France Normandy and you say what well, Jesus is that well that's where Mary Magdalene is displayed I think in London or, or, or France one or the other the Knights Templar have Mary Magdalene's body uh, displayed and uh, that's where the Grail bloodline went to Mary Magdalene and the daughter Tamara is said to have went there the, the one that the Knights Templar has power over the church with the information they have to reveal to the world if they wanted to so the church has come forth with today's leaders teaching, you know, there's no law. They all get a 10% forgiveness fee and we all go out in today's world. Every form of sin in this nation, selling it, people will buy it. You can do it. Let's do it. And, you know, if it comes down to feeding their wife or having a certain lifestyle, this becomes justified and then you have the shelves full of all kinds of products and all kinds of allure all kinds of enticement to sinful ways and things that flower into more sinful ways you, you got to watch how things domino and that would be the order and principles involved in the Jewish law don't get that started and, and in today's world, by circumventing the law, which you do not know, mind you, I can't just say, oh, I'm the new leader, uh, I'm 666, I have the Merovingian birthmarks that came from Cain, all that. I can't just say that and step in and say, oh, we're going back to these laws. Can't. Can't. If, being who I say I am, I would inherit this position of rabbinical rights to those Jewish documents. Personally, I could not pick those documents up from Roman hands after a war when they were, you know, taken in the manner they were taken during this revolution, Jewish revolution, Masada, 
and turn around and hand that to you, even though Judaism, the original Jew practices Judaism, they went back to Rome. I looked it up. They went back to Rome to make sure, or at least to put together a, a, a doctrinal, a book that the Jewish order would follow nowadays after this diaspora happened when the Babylon and all took took the Jewish temple and then made the Jews leave Jerusalem all directions in the world. So that was diaspora. So you, you've got you to gotta look at what happened and the Jews regained and collected themselves off of the leaders of the Judaism looked at doc, at the Roman doctrine documents, the Bible and stuff, and they decided these are the mammoths and this is the Torah, and we've got this book to bounce off of with whatever they were using to make now Judaistic beliefs. So we have this huge interference of Rome who has stepped in and handled the religion of the Jews to you. And I can't say that, oh, these are the laws. The Jews even copied them. These are the laws. I could say you're close. If I were to give a rabbinical look at it, I could say you're close. You've got what people can accept. You've got what man can take his own mind and analyze and decide that this order seems to work. So this is what came from God, and that's how close I can hand it to you. Now, if you have this rabbinical law that allows for revision, according to the head rabbi, this is a priestly order. You could, you could say, well, okay, we've we've got a word from the Spirit. This needs to be revised. Well, you know, this godly. Jew or this godly rabbi knows that he's received a word from the spirit it's different if you receive that from Jehovah Adonai who can become a parent in spirit as a medium and and speak to you like lethargy the, the Jewish practice where Jesus visits you as ancient energy that's lethargy so so you really have like a supernatural visitation of Jehovah Adonai God there's a such thing and and if you have that you have uh, potentially this evil demiurge that jesus talked about they can't decide if it's satan mr lord satan or whether it was you know lord jehovah had not accepted by the jew as the evil demiurge jesus called the evil demiurge that created all the profound world and then you have the gnostics which is knowledge to also have the evil demiurge so, okay, if you talk to Jehovah Adonai, you have potential to talk to an evil demiurge. Then, as a rabbi, I would see how it sat with me. And you say, that's your personal. Well, yes and no. There's the difference in personal bias and how it sets with my relationship with God. I have to be attuned to the spirit and make sure outside influences aren't interfering with my reception of the Holy Spirit. If I know without any doubt that that's been given to me 
uh, this message, this revision, then you can change the law. If you wanted to start back with what they got, like professional religious ha- religionists have, you could start there. But in, indeed, you would have to uh, implement this law to resume what the Jews had going on as far as Jewish order. You are not following what that Bible was given in the origins of it before the Romans did all their revisions to it. Like I said, there's way room for uh, discretion. You're talking about the worship and service of a quote-unquote God, a God that's potentially this evil demiurge. And, and you also have the potential of the book of Judas being uh, rec- rec- recalled uh, by the author in, a, in enough at least to give you a reason to suspect foul play by the church because Rome and Greece were known to practice voodoo and so is Jehovah Adonai and Gabriel and Raphael and all these angels. They're called on by voodoo practitioners in what referred to as voodoo magic spells voodoo is a very powerful magic and Jehovah Adonai partakes and so did Greece and Rome who did the book burning who created the trinity that says that Jesus is God the father except walking on earth Jesus and Judas says he doesn't serve that God so we don't know that being 150 years later but we do know these authors were able to sign whatever as long as the other person approved it. You know, I might even have a sub approver. You know, go ahead and approve that for me. Like if I was Jesus, I have Matthew approving it. You wrote it, but Matthew knows what I'll approve. Go ahead and sign it. Jesus wrote it. You know, so you know that this author wrote in, in recollection of what Judas was told that Jesus didn't serve that same God. So, so you really don't want to bow and have a relationship on this level. And the college taught me a few things, and I learned that if you know a God's name, you're able to receive from that God. And then I, I did my shame and witch studies because the principles of shame and witch practices, ooh, you know, that that is the same that was practiced back then. A lot of shaman practitioners, you didn't have ordinary medicine so you had to heal them you had your your mystical side your your magical practices and well you'd use them so i studied some of that and i I recognized this this you know witchery that's attached so so when they pull off you know the the church in the way they're doing you you bring a lot of illnesses on society because the way that affects each other's chakras you know the strong will survive that's fine but human intervention like an animal or something you see it's sick if you see an order or a society causing these problems before you heal these problems you, you develop the society around what doesn't bring forth those problems well that's what I would look for in this order is healthy ways that that God who wants an order you know understands that sometimes a few might suffer that many might prosper shoots for an average like that and gives an order that you know most will, will do fine under rabbinically speaking that's what I'd have to do and you should partake 
and an official, you know, blessed thing from God. But you say that would be to do it under Jehovah Adonai, and we want out of that. That would be rebellion against God uh, on this level of conversation, the God that created the profound world. I'm looking at what Jesus probably did. He was probably pretty busy. I'm looking at the context of the situation. I'm looking that that as a Jewish king, you know, make their strength your strength. If Jehovah Adonai, even if he is the evil demiurge, if he makes good laws and they work in an order that is benefiting the majority, you, you know, then, then go ahead and use Jehovah Adonai's laws. So that, to me, is what Jesus probably did. The Essenes believed in the law. You know, I can tell you, even if it's an evil demiurge, he makes good laws. The order that he put down will very, very, very much work. So if Jesus dubbed that this order that Job Adonai had given his people, but he wasn't under him as God, he could serve a different God, like these witches, they have altars. They they bond to that God, and they can therefore receive energy. And like I said, these chakras and stuff in your your energy centers and your life become more fortified by these energies from this God, and your blessings therefore become amplified because you know the name of that God. So I'm saying. You don't want to just go to church and bow down to Jehovah in any way, have them, have them bend the light that came from God into some subverted voodoo practitioner practice where you become reward for that God while the paycheck goes to these Romans or anybody else. So you have to examine whether Jesus did say he's done that God and who was he bound to as far as his energy, you know, but, but definitely the spirit separate from all, you know, sovereign over all, even over Jehovah Adonai has ways that order would benefit uh, understanding God made man and the order has to live under a great double terrible spirit. We can't just do great, terrible things because we're not a, a successful order that, it, that these kings are put in place to impart to these people because this one divine spirit has order for the, for what it's created and, and you can feel it, you can sense it, people, places, and things, and you can put it together. So are you going to do it according to Jehovah Adonai or are you going to do it according to the spirit? Well, here's where do you fear Jehovah Adonai? Yes and no. I, I do not, you know, even if he's the evil demiurge that created everything, uh, after this bloodshed on the cross, even if even if Islam is correct and he didn't die, the blood was still shed. You know, if he went three days and was resurrected before his spirit ever left his body, that's still an amazing feat. But in any case, he bled. If he bled like these blood sacrifices in magic, the sacrifice was made if he did his blood sacrifice and that amount of suffering then then if that's accepted by the divine spirit then no I do not have fear for Jehovah Adonai or any other demiurge because of this blood magic blood sacrifice 
that I see my king who I'm subject of. And that's why I encourage that this order that he prescribed, if he's a doctor, he prescribed it. And that's the last. So I would, I would go around the orthodox order that Jove had and I, evil or not, gave until otherwise notified. That's what I would do. You would say that requires some, some crucifixion. That requires some stoning to death. That requires some exile. Now, you've got the New Testament that does elaborate on how the animal sacrifices were all you know, covered by the blood of, of Jesus. That's fine if you want to say, well, we're supposed to kill these animals because of our sacrifice. Well, if you're going to do Jesus there, that's fine. It's written in. It's, it's fine as far as revision. No use for the animals suffer. Jesus already did it, the blood sacrifice. So my point is, like Martin Luther, see, I have George Burrow was my you know, great, great. And I'm not going to say great, great that many times. It went all the way back to, you know, 15, 1600, you know, AD, where the Roman church was going. My great, great was burned at stake, burned, lit on fire for being a reform preacher. There had, there were several people servicing like Martin Luther, and he got torched. And his grandson, George Bro, got hung. Whatever his message ended up including, he evidently had some kind of uh, bereavement to the Roman church after the original George Bro's was burned. So whatever he did, uh, verify what have you or stand against the church and got him involved in in this witch coven in Salem in Salem Massachusetts they did the witch trials and George Burrow a reverend just like the reverend his grandfather was hung for being the leader of the witch coven that operated in Salem so who knows what he discovered I mean they have the, the original text showed sorceress, female sorcerer, sorceress, not to live where the church changed it to witch. Suffer not a witch to live. And you can't, you know, you had your green witches and stuff where, you know, they know a few mystical side, uh, you know, advantages, but herbs and stuff a lot of times, the magical value that this, you know, wouldn't provide, you know, even if, you know, you, used it to ward off evil spirits the non-physical side the witch knew about so you know they were killing those that would you know help you with you know midwife or what have you so anyway the church is just now you know I hate to have to say it but it's industrialized you're giving 10% to a big wig somewhere living off of it that's got you coming in to sing some songs and hug your neighbor and stuff and and you know you do that ritualistically you know every Sunday and you're known for it Big Wig goes does that but you don't have any law and you don't really know it other than just accepting what the Romans have given you so that's you know useful to a certain extent but 
with Jehovah Adonai possibly being this evil demiurge and Jesus not worshiping or being under that God other than what I'm looking at likely just used the laws of him, you know, he, he makes good laws, so we'll just use that, you know, so that looks like what Jesus did, sure, with the blood sacrifice, the laws could be changed, you could have a new world order, that's fine to an extent, I mean, it would take a complete feat, you know, to develop this order, you're talking about Karl Marx, communism, Marxism, they're talking about able to sit down and develop a new world order. You know, would, would people accept it? You know, that's important that they would, but that's not God's law. That's not going to work. I can promise you that unless you get the divine somewhere in, in line with that and it synchronizes, it's not going to work. Can't just say people accept this. We got them in order. That'll get up and it'll fall. Jesus develops an order that 2,000 year reign according to the Bible. 40 years according to the Islam, we don't really know. At that point, you have two major prophets. You have this church order coming from the Catholics that did what they did during the wartime, which is now complete indulgence going on. You, you, it's just not happening for religion in that layer of things. So. I'm 666, the return of Christ, who you've got the Roman Catholic saying is the devil and stuff. And, you know, we can go on and on. The devil, according to the Elven, which is the Cain Messianic line, were, you know, they had just broods of people, like the Scythians and, you know, these Merovingians and all the king lines. They came from this Cain bloodline. So, these elven people, they they call their king the devil. So it's funny that the revelations would have you follow the devil. The thing is, I'd be afraid to say, oh, that makes it all right. The Christian view is opposed to the Islam view. Both of those are coming from Jehovah Adonai and Gabriel, who's willing to work this voodoo magic. You can look it up voodoo magic with, with Adonai look it up you know and you'll find and then you you know you've got all that to go through so who's going to really partake I mean to to have the intellect of the sovereignty that this Job Adonai has you know like like these rabbis he can sense what the spirit really wants but he can curb it too in, in grace for himself say I'm running these people and so can Gabriel know you can run them people and and you got them fighting and killing each other under a monotheistic god both of them but but they've got gabriel telling this group and group and they got jove at night doing this group they're fighting each other so i'm telling you right now there's something there that shouldn't be so when you put down laws handled by this god to these people and Jesus saying, according to this book of Judas, that he doesn't serve that God. You know, what all I told you about the binding to that God with the name, receiving through your chakra system, energies and stuff, that affects your health, affects people around you. So, you know, you don't want the curveball to come from that God or or Gabriel. You know, what if another religion's Raphael's leading? You know what I'm saying? Be killing somebody else. I mean, those are coming from the same 
Gabriel the same Job Adonai that, that's the spirit of magic as if you're not why not put in the Bible oh by the way I happen to function well in voodoo magic if you need me go over there you know no, no, that's odd that religion has we're, we're religious but but surprise you know why not write it down chapter three you know if you happen to need me zoom over to voodoo magic and call up Kabbalistic magic that too so so well when you look at Martin Luther and the indulgences and you look at the 10 percent that's going on nowadays in the no law I mean, you're celebrating rebellion. You're celebrating we no longer have these laws. Glory, hallelujah. Let's all go home. That's not. Now, this is what Jesus would have said and been in the standpoint of. That's not what it was given to you for. He was complaining about that. Saying you know it, not knowing it. He was complaining about that. There's two things going on right there. It's not given for what you are doing. And saying you know it, not knowing it's two things, it's vipers, he called you. You vipers, you're the one walking in sin. Instead, we have this organized religion that our king died for, that is really just a circumventing of the law, really an act of rebellion, Roman organized rebellion. I mean, you give people this, you tell them they can't do that, what will they do? They just left the gate open for mankind to go and sit down and say, well, we did our church service. You're not doing what it was given to you for. Evil demiurge or not, if it was good laws, it was given to you for order. Great and terrible spirit allotted for it, whatever curve and grace that can be. You want to open your eyes, curve and grace. God the Father can have, because he's not God the Spirit, he's a demiurge. Is that the demiurge? Well, I don't know. It hasn't been shown just like Jesus. I mean, it hasn't been shown to me which one it was. It, you know, the prana versus the Akasha. I look at that through the Hindu Brahman. Yes, I study stuff like that. I did college and all. So I'm Robert Edward Booth of FreeOaks1.com. That's spelled out FreeOaks and then Numeral1.com. Go there and find out more stuff about like I'm talking about. Learn that we're not just going to have a rebellion, Roman organized, and we're going to leave the gate open a little bit and say, all you people go do what people do. We can celebrate that, that the law is gone through Jesus that's not what it was given for um we either have to put it back to event you know what am I gonna say I'm the head guy and I don't feel like doing it either oh I'm the head guy I'm the guy that God sent I don't feel like doing it either who would you know you gotta start all that crap you know I mean who wants to find out you're gonna be exiled today no longer know any of your friends or community ties we have to start communities to have that even. We have to have legal rights even. All that has to be organized. I'm here to do it. You know, What does Christianity, what does the major faith that's been created need to do to not be complete waste for the people that care about anything of that sort? You know, What are our leaders really taking us to? I'm Robert Edward Booth. You're going to find out. Let's get down. Let's do what we should. Peace. Peace profound. Have a good one.